podcast oh my god i can't believe I'm you your, do this i'm your guest i'm your guest host today Paige Hughes, uh here with main host abigail kelly abigail I, how are you I, doing today i can't believe you've you've stolen my podcast i own this now <laughs> oh damn well you know what good riddance honestly good riddance this has been bye Okay. All right. Hi, and welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm here with Patreon. Okay. So I have some th- I have some things to say. Uh, <laughs> the universe has conspired to make sure this episode does not happen, <laughs> and that is so galling. So I okay. A lot a lot of stuff has happened, and for once, none of it technical. Like none of this was like, oh, my computer like deleted the file or like whatever. No, 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 no. It was all like some universal nonsense. I have had an ear infection slash sinus infection for like two weeks and have been in excruciating pain. Uh, we had some personal stuff come up that made it so uh, the guest who was supposed to be on this episode said yes and then said no and then said yes and then said no again. <laughs> and we then, don't blame them for that, though. Not at all. Shit happens. Shit happens. Not a problem. Whatever. It's just a podcast. Not even worth it. But then I was like, hey, Paige, can you can you be on standby? <laughs> and you were like, absolutely, 100%. And I was like, okay, can you do it tonight? And she was like, 100%. Not a problem. We'll just do it after work. And then like 15 minutes later, your, your lights went out and you had a blackout. My apartment lost power for almost two hours. Ugh. And my work, um, they my work is chill. Um, they just care about getting the work done. So if you have to, you know, take a break or if an emergency happens or if the power goes out or uh, if you have like a, a doctor's appointment, it, it's totally fine. Uh, we, we just shift things around, but those hours do have to be made up and they don't really like it when you work on the weekends if you can avoid it. So the answer was <laughs> to work like the extra two hours after my shift it's, and it's really worth bad. noting that you usually work till like seven o'clock at night so like yes. that that was going to be for abigail extremely late also considering the fact that i have to get up at like 5 45 to the next day to go to work yep. um to, to sell y'all's books um so that is to say uh, many factors have have contributed to this episode almost not existing. But by gum and by gosh, we're going to make it happen. It's going to um, happen. It's going to happen. I have, I'm in the closet. I got my mic. I got my hot chocolatey. Yeah. It's all, it's all coming together. I am more or less in my pajamas. Uh, I could not summon the will to, to do anything different. Uh, I'm wearing I'm, a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and mustard leggings. We've got, we've got, uh, okay, we'll get back to whatever the hell you just said. But also, <laughs> um, I, I'm wearing our saint of the podcast, uh, Brendan Fraser. As, it is uh, so faded. It's, it's not faded so much as he is just disintegrating. His face is doing quite well. His hair and the rest of him, you oh, can no longer really discern the fact that it says the mummy more like the daddy up top um 
which is a shame, but I do still love the sweatshirt. It's my good luck sweatshirt. Um, but okay. So today we are going to be talking about, um, a lot of things, but primarily (laughs) we're going to be talking about, uh, some books by Janine Frost. Um, Janine Frost is an extremely prolific writer in the sort of paranormal romance vein, um, which we will get to that term. Um, but I wanted to say up top that I wanted to thank Avon for sending me uh, this book, which is called A Wicked All Night. It's the third in the Night Rebel series. Okay, I pause there because I want to always, every single time, call it the Rebel Night series and not the Night Rebel series. And, and I have the to Night like, Rebel. I gotta twist it. I gotta twist it in my brain. <laughs> and it's and it's called that because her like initial series that this is kind of built off of is the Night Huntress series. So like it makes sense. I don't know why in my brain I just like want to eh, flip it. Your brain, your brain tricks you sometimes. I do. By the way, Janine Frost incredible name yeah it's very good it's very good uh i want to thank uh kaylee over there at uh at avon for sending this to me and also for putting up with me for (laughs) absolutely pestering her um very very nice um being like hey i would like that book maybe get that book like a real podcaster (laughs) uh (laughs) um so it's very very nice i had a good time reading them but i i was all this to say, I this has been in the works for a while, and I kind of put it off because I thought maybe we were going to do something different with the books, and I wanted to to read them and be fresh for that. So like I didn't know what was going on, so I kind of kept, kept putting off reading the books and reading the books and reading the books until I was like, oh, I have to release this episode. The book came out like last week in real time. It was like the 22nd of February. Um, and... <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, I have to put out this episode now because, like, you want it to be fresh. You want it to be out, like, reasonably close to when the book is released. Uh, And then I realized I had to also, I, I, okay, we're going to get into this. But I thought, I went in like a dumbass and I made some assumptions and it bit me in the ass. Another thing, (laughs) I can't even blame the universe on this. This was just me. I thought this was a series a la Cressley Cole of standalone romances. These are not standalones. (laughs) Gotta read them together. So I had to slam, bam, cram three books in two days. Oh, I know you're you're a blast reader, but even that sounds like a lot for you, especially because you have work and your own writing to focus on as well. And also the chronic pain I've been in for several weeks. Yes, uh, that has not helped things. <laughs> Your back still hurts? No, my I've got like an ear infection. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so it's not great. Um, but wait, it's fine. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, it's fine. But all that being said, um, there's a lot to talk about here. But Paige, I feel like you're you're a good fit for this, despite the fact that you were my second choice for this episode. Uh <laughs> Paige, I say it wasn't my <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I mean, you were not the initial guest for this episode, but then I was like, oh, Paige is actually the perfect guest um, because of all of the, I mean, we've done like Cressley Cole episodes, right? We both, Correct. We both love vampires. Vampires. Um, vampires. And this, this book has, one might say, a glut of vampires, a, 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 a covey of vampires. It's, it's a lot. Ooh. It's a lot. Um, 
But I, I, I wanted to get some things also uh, before, before we really get into to all of that. I wanted to do some a couple of housekeeping things because I know not everybody listens to the very end. So just to get it out of the way, a um, couple of announcements. One, I literally just like half an hour ago post on Twitter that we now have a Discord server that anyone can join. Yay! Paige, you're already on there. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you can go on our Twitter. I will be posting the link elsewhere, but, you know, it's probably easiest to find on our Twitter. It's just the top pinned tweet. Um, come join it. Come talk. Come come hang out. You know, all those good things. Uh, it's called the Citizens of Thirst uh, Discord server. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm proud of it. That is pretty good. Um, and then also, uh, stickers. Y'all... <laughs> I still have so many stickers. Didn't you order like 5,000 of them? I ordered 2,000 stickers total. 1,500 in the first batch and then an extra 500 when I thought of a different design I wanted. So (laughs) 2,000. I have 2,000 stickers. And hey, that may not sound like the most, but like that's a lot of stickers. Um, That's a lot of stickers for me to give to my friends and and force them on acquaintances. Um, I've sent out several batches of stickers at this point to people who have asked for them. Uh, Amalia Dillon got hers and posted a nice picture on Twitter. It's very nice. Nice. Um, if you would like stickers for free, for free. Friends. It's free, y'all. It's free. I will send them to you. I will send them to your friends. I will send them wherever the hell. I have lots of stamps. My Grimgram, my Nana, she sent me stamps in the mail when she heard my latest episode. It was very, very sweet. She's like, can I help you send the stickers? And I was like, oh my God. Um, so... That is to say, I have so many stickers. I have so many stamps. Um, Please, please, please say you want them. Give me an address. I will not sell your information. I might sell your information, but only to cool scammers. So don't (laughs) worry. Uh, And I will put them in the mail like the same day and you will get them in like two to three business days or whatever the heck. Um, So let's do that. Please do that. Do it. Do it. Last piece. Paige, you have a store. I do. I do have a store. I have a store on Imprint. Um, it is by my same handle, Paige Hughes, P-A-G-E-H-U-E-S. Um, I have some of my art on there. Uh, Imprint sells uh, art for artists, and uh, their quality is really good. <laughs> so yeah. if you'd like to take a gander of uh, what I have on my shop, Feel free to to take a little sneak peek. And I put uh, I shortened it to a bitly, and I put it in the I'm putting it in the description of the episode. Oh, thank so. you. Um, but yeah, so so get on that. Uh, Paige does a lot of really cool, very cartoony, very bright, very colorful, very cheerful illustrations. So um, they're very fun. Uh, I'm going I'm going to purchase one that is a piece from a collaborative project we did. Which is which is very cool. It's all the pastries, the evil pastries. Evil pastries. So if you yes. want to check out those evil pastries, link Head in the description. Over. Yeah, do it. Okay, let's um, let's take off here. Let's let's uh let's get this bird in the sky. Let's um, do it. So, Paige, what do you? How do you feel? How do you feel about? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'll approach this from a different angle. How do you feel about really elaborate urban fantasy series that have like 20 books? I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. That's a lot of lore 
to to go into mm-hmm. a lot of uh a lot of deep dives i bet okay yes i so i put off reading Janine frost for a long time not because I was like, oh, that doesn't appeal to me. In fact, everything she writes appeals very heavily to me. It's probably, I'm the key demographic. I'm the I'm her ideal reader. I love paranormal. I love vampires. I love demons. Um, I love, you know, love stories, right? Obviously. But I am one of those readers that is... I get easily overwhelmed when I look at a catalog and see like 30 books. And I I probably would have been more overwhelmed and even more reluctant if I had known from the start, like a person who does her research, um, that the books are actual series. Now I wanna I wanna start here by saying there's a difference between a series, a standalone, and a standalone series. Uh, it's kind of amorphous, and and there's not a great, like, like with everything in publishing, there's like a million terms, and it's not like necessarily super hard and fast. Um, but essentially what it is, is a series, right, is a continuous story that usually has like cliffhanger endings, or like one directly leads to the other, to the other one, which will also have the same characters, yada yada, right? A standalone is a single book that has a finite ending and exists entirely on its own in its own universe. All right. A standalone series is a series of books that exist on their own in one universe. So Janine Frost is a, has many series, whereas Cressley Cole in With Immortals After Dark has a series of standalones. Um which is to say you can read her books in any order. They all exist in the same universe and characters kind of flit in and out. And, you know, usually if you see one character in one of the books, you can bet that they probably have a book coming or have already had a book featured. Um, whereas Janine Frost's books are, well, they're, they're series. They're hardcore, like seven, seven books about one couple trying to just make it work in this broader universe where there is some crossover right you know certain characters appear in in a series and then maybe they have their own series and stuff but it so it's way more complicated it's a lot it's a bigger investment of time and energy than say a Cressley Cole type which is like you can kind of pick which ones you want to read and like right. you, you know that you can you can pick whichever one and you'll never get like super lost even if you haven't read the previous three or whatever. Right, right, right. Jenny right. <sighs> Frosto? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. She's not about that. Mm-mm. I got maybe five pages in to the one that uh, Avon sent me, which is the newest one. Again, Wicked All Night. Link in the description. Um, That... <laughs> It's like opens with like maybe 10 minutes or something like after the last one, like this super dramatic scene. Oh, and I'm like, no. oh, whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, what shit, shit. <laughs> um, so I, I, I know that there are a lot of readers who are like me who would feel like really intimidated by that. Um, right. Okay, I have to ask, Paige, what what in God's green earth were you just doing? Getting my hot chocolate. Was it on the floor? 
yeah, this closet is really small. There's not really a place for me to put it otherwise. Except, like, on my laptop. And I, you know me, I'm prone to spilling. I can't do that. That's true. If you have to pick between your sweatshirt and your laptop, you'd prefer your sweatshirt. I just, for the listeners at home, Paige just, like, bent over. And so I just heard, like, a lot of clickety and clacketing sounds. And I was like, what? What could she possibly be doing? Okay. Anyway. Nice Eeyore mug, by the way. Cheers. Um... Anyway, so there's a lot of readers who are like me who would get really intimidated by the like the scale of something like Janine Frost's work, which is like, I think the Night Huntress series has something like six books in it. Like it's it's like, and it's just one couple, man. It's Cat and Bones. These you know two vampires, well one and a half vampires, and like it's in this like really elaborate urban fantasy style paranormal we'll also get to that what the heck does that mean world and i'm just like oh that's a lot y'all that's a lot that's that's huh you know that being said these books are very good um if you if you do like cressley cole if you if you do like I mean, like Holly Black or Melissa Marr, any of those people, you'll, you'll like these books. They're they're dark, but they're fun. They they have a bunch of fantasy elements. But I I I, I beseech you not to be in, as intimidated as I was, um, because they're very easy reads, and you'll you'll want to jump to the next one. So it's not a hardship, right? Um, I so I I borrowed the first two on on uh my library app and i was like i was like oh fuck fuck i've got to i gotta just blast through these and i like <laughs> i read the first one in like uh, maybe like six hours something like that and it was pretty late when i finished and then i was like i need i need to read the next one i need to read the next one like i have to read the next one so i just like immediately skipped to it next thing you know it's like 2 a.m um, <clears throat> it'd be but, like that sometimes. And that's just a different experience. It's not a bad thing that, you know, you can't finish them right away. Like, I think I fall into the trap of wanting things to be very finite, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a good thing. So, um, I mean, it can be, but also like there's, you gotta have variety in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's actually really cool that she has like such a long, uh, just like a long list of books that are mm-hmm. continuous and that follow these characters it must be it must have been super cool to like follow her right when she first started the series and then like just keep going on this journey with her because yeah. she has so many books and even like for for someone who like is just introduced to Janine Frost and is like, wow, I really liked this book. Oh, there's 29 more? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Endless entertainment. I will say one series that I really, really want to read, which was a spinoff series, of course, the original Night Hunter series, um, the main fucking character is Vlad Dracul. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say that again? It is Vlad Tempest. Vlad, Vlad Tempest? Vlad Dracul, otherwise known as Dracula. Dracula. And he falls in love. Aww. We love Dracula. We do love <laughs> Dracula. He doesn't like to be called Dracula, though. Uh, and and he appears in the first couple of books uh, in, in the Night Rebel series. And I was like, oh, Hello? so I guess I know what my weekends are going to be full of. 
pretty much. Um, so so that's that's cool. Those are, those sound like really fun books. I can't wait to read those. Um, but uh, I I this got to raising some questions in my head where I was like, okay, there's there's a lot going on here. We have like the intimidation of looking at a huge amount of lore, this like wall of lore, right? And how do you ease readers into that? How do you get readers to like take a chance on something that big, right? On that time investment. How do you not info dump? Uh, and then also, I was thinking about this this morning. I like, I think I must have been dreaming about it because I woke up and I was like, ha- was having flashbacks of when I was first trying to um, query Knitbone. And I do not know if you remember, Paige, but like the agony of trying to figure out what the hell the difference was between paranormal, uh, urban fantasy, and magical realism for my query letters was like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> So like, I I was trying to explain to my coworkers yesterday. I was like, oh, uh, you know, I'm doing this recording this podcast. It's been hell trying to get it done. Um, but you know, they're like, well, what's the book about? And I was like, well, it's an urban urban fantasy paranormal. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Um, so I looked it up because I, I wanted to be sure about my own confusion. Um, and. <laughs> I like uh, y'all just off the cuff, like just right here, right now. Nothing in publishing is hard and fast. Nothing means anything. Do what the hell you want. <laughs> if your if your book is good, it can be it can be whatever you want. As long as your your pitch is good, they'll figure it out. Like if you say in your query letter that it's like paranormal, but really it's urban fantasy. But your like query letters still popping off, like no one's gonna care. Just keep with it. Keep what works, honestly. But that being said, like I found an article about it, or not an article, but I guess it was just like a blog post from from this person who likes to write about writing or whatever. But it was the first thing that came up when I googled it, so I assume that most people will be stumbling upon this particular one. And it basically said the difference between urban fantasy and paranormal romance is one of two things. Either one is more based on folklore or psychic powers, and one is more based on romance than the other, which is such a wild take I never heard before. I was like, there's definitely urban fantasy romance. Like, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, and, And they posited that no urban fantasy is paranormal but without the romance. And I was like... Excuse me? I'm sorry. Excuse me? What the heck? Yeah. Um, but for for your information, dear listener, urban fantasy, by some definitions, is um, fantasy in a modern setting, sometimes specifically in a city, but again, depends on who you're asking. Uh, urban fantasy in a city, in a modern world, but... The magic and, like, all of that stuff, the fantasy elements exist in that world, but are hidden from the casual observer. That's one definition. Okay. The alternate definition for that is that urban fantasy is fantasy set in a modern world where also everybody do- does know about it. 
those those two definitions exist, but they they are like mutually exclusive. They can't, you know. Like, oh boy, I know. And then paranormal romance, by some definitions, is like things like vampires, werewolves, psychics, witches. And and I'm like, but that's all also in urban fantasy. They all blend together. Oh god, nothing means anything. Nothing and means then, anything. Everything so, means something. So when I was querying Nipbone, right? My world was a world where it was modern, but magic existed and like witches and all sorts of creatures existed in the world. And everyone knew about it. My dilemma was, <laughs> is that is that urban fantasy or is that magical realism? Now, I hear what you're saying. Abigail, most often people assume magical realism is um, like, like a magical element in like literary fiction used typically as like a metaphor for something. You could argue that like something like Pan's Labyrinth, right? It has an element of magical realism in it. You don't know right. if it's actually magical or if it's just a device this girl is using in her head, right? But when I was like listening to to these agents talk and like and and all this like editorial stuff, and I looked up and I found all these conflicting like answers. But one of the main things was like at least agents take <laughs> magical realism to mean urban fantasy, but everybody knows about it. Whereas urban fantasy is magic that exists in the world that nobody knows about, which is like such like. What? Nothing means anything. Nothing nope. means anything, Paige. <laughs> Nothing means anything. Everything means something. It all blends together. It doesn't make sense. So I would qualify. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to add my own definition to the mix. I'm just going I'm just going to do Ooh. that. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Urban fantasy qualifies if it is a fantasy set in the modern world with a large fantastical infrastructure yes okay i'm talking like councils of vampires all of janine frost i'm talking like the wider lore uh by uh crusley cole right mm-hmm. like something mm-hmm. there has to be like a a big world within a world okay yes. a fantasy within the urban whereas i would say paranormal romance has got to be like much smaller scale a woman falls in love with a ghost Yes. It's not it's not necessarily like a, you know, a bigger thing. Maybe it's a singular event in all of human history, right? Maybe there's like 10 vampires in the world and the books are just following those 10 vampires, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that would be paranormal romance. I think that the difference depends on the scale. That is entirely me, and I love that I just cluttered the definitions even more. <laughs> so, no, that makes sense to me though because when you think uh, I don't know about everybody else, but when I think of like fantasy and high fa- or not high fantasy, but urban fantasy, I, I do think of like, um, like fantastical worlds and and creatures and and vampires, fairies, uh, all all sorts of beings that are uh, sharing the world with quote unquote regular people. Yeah. Um, when I think paranormal, I think of individual circumstances. Yeah. Like being haunted by a ghost is, is a very uh, personal <laughs> endeavor yeah. To, yeah. to have to go through. Yeah. Or so I'm told. I can't speak from experience, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish. <sighs> Where's my ghost lover? I know, right? 
I mean, yeah. I'm I'm happily with someone, but you know, just like we don't know that he's concept. not a ghost. This is true. This is true. That's why Andrew every night in his sleep he goes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> you can tell him I said that. The, uh, that's the reason he likes to do taxes, because he's already dead. Stop! <laughs> ah! Got him! <laughs> ah, shit. Yikes. He won't ever come back on this show. He will. Yeah, he will. Uh, okay, <laughs> so to get to, the, to get to the actual books we're talking about today. Uh, so we're talking about the, again, Night Rebel series uh and this is a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff that exists in the wider world of the night huntress series which basically is a world full of um i guess the main there's like a there's like a top three hierarchy here which is to say that like in uh Chrisley cole's books right there's like everything everything you could possibly think of every type of demon every type of fairy every type of nymph and uh, vampire and ghoul and Valkyrie and angel, like everything, everything exists. And Gina Showalter too, like everything happens. Um, whereas in Janine Frost's book, I think she like narrows the field a little bit. Like all we see pretty much mostly are, um, vampires, demons, and the occasional like little gremlin guy. Like we see some ghouls, uh, we see a couple of like halflings. Uh, I like we don't see shifters. I mean, not at least I haven't read the other ones. Maybe they pop in and out. But like the main, main big bads, right? And also protagonists. Yeah, like the, the the hodgepodge of of what you'd expect from reading a fantasy. Yeah, but but we're not even getting like like we barely get cameos of like the others right it's it's just the three it's mostly actually demons and vampires against each other um, sounds pretty cool if you ask me it is it is cool it's and i and i like that i like narrowing the scope a little bit i feel like things can get a little i don't know it feels it feels a little artificial in a world where like you can just pick you know you shove your hand into a hat and you pull out like and she's uh oh let's see uh, she's a pixie and he's uh mm, uh he is half troll right like it's okay i mean i guess anybody could be anything yeah um, but in this world um the vampires are kind of on top and the vampires have what's called the vampire council um and they're a bunch of dicks i don't know they're just a bunch of dicks. And yeah. they they have banned the use of magic by vampires. Uh, That's dumb. Yeah. If you got magic, I don't know. What, uh, okay. Um, and basically, it's a death sentence if you're found using it. And on top of that, they are super bigoted against anybody who is a halfling. So if you are half of anything else, half demon, half... I don't want to spoil anything, but any, 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 anything else. So let's just say half nymph or whatever. Um, you're fucked. You're an abomination. They'll kill you. And so we we begin this story with Veritas, who is a law guardian. She works for the council. She's essentially a cat, right? She's there to enforce the laws. Like if you use magic, she brings you in. Or at least that's what we think at first. Ooh. That's what she wants everyone to think. Veritas turns out to be, I wrote down she's aggressively competent, um, 
which is to say that she's like a 5,000-year-old, she's like 4,500 years old uh, vampire that has been through it and also is like a force unto herself. Like, people think that they know who she is. They have no idea who she is. She, she like, she looks like she follows the letter of the law, but the fact is she's way too smart to get caught doing the things that she is doing. Oh, she's um, a, ooh, secret agent. She's also, ooh. like, so extremely powerful that, like, if, if she lets out the power that she has, basically, fully, she will become a, a sociopath because, like, it's, it's like that big of a it's a it's a <laughs> what what i would call like a monumental force it is a force of nature that would just wipe out all human nature from her um yikes yeah so like she is something and the first book opens with her hunting down this vampire who's like notorious for just being utterly debauched uh his name is ian and <laughs> Ian, she's she's been searching uh, whorehouse after whorehouse after whorehouse trying to find Ian because she knows that Ian has recently sold his soul to a demon named Dagon uh, and she wants to use him as bait. Um, oh. And, and so she's hunting him down and <laughs> she finds him in a bordello in, I think, Poland? Um, <laughs> where he's... It's a bordello that's throwing a sex carnival and, like... <laughs> They're like jumping through hoops and like there's like a clown car involved and Oh no, that's like um that's like trying to find someone at the Folsom State Fair. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, uh Ian is there. He is dressed as the ringleader, except he's wearing nothing but a ringleader's uh jacket uh, and a hat. Yeah, it's exactly like the Folsom Street Fair. It's exactly like the Folsom Street Fair. Um, For anyone who doesn't down... know what that is, uh, yeah. look it up on Wikipedia or Google, and you'll oh. you'll you'll find out what it is. Not on a not on a work computer. Not on a work computer. No shame, by the way. I love people who go to Folsom Street Fair. They they're just doing their own thing. Hey, man, San Francisco. You can walk around naked if you want. Literally. Yeah, man. Or just with like a little sock on. As as they do sometimes in the no gastro. One, no one will care. No one will care. We've seen far worse. <laughs> Flashback to me, uh, just walking along the pier, and and uh, suddenly it's the nude cyclist race. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of flappies. Ah. <laughs> uh. Very good. Yeah, no, there's like, there's this like these group of dudes who just wander around like Dolores Park and, and the Castro with nothing but like socks on. Whenever the weather is nice, they, they strip down. I've seen and them too. I've seen them. And dr- yeah. they, they dress for the occasion too. Like if it's a holiday, they'll like wear like special little socks and stuff. Uh, good for them, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'd be freezing. I love, I have loved seeing them like when it's a little chilly out because they usually will like throw on a scarf over. And I'm like, yeah, that that'll help. Um, anyway, uh, Ian Ian would fit right in because Ian absolutely uh, would walk around with his dick out and does frequently. They they fight. Him and Veritas have a full-on brawl while he's buck-ass naked. She's trying to cave his head in. It's fantastic. Um, That's how you know immediately that he's A, sort of a redhead, and B, got some piercings. Oh. Uh Mm Uh-huh. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
so they end up going on this quest to basically uh, Veritas is not her real name, but I shall not I shall not reveal her real name. You will have to read the books. Mm. Um, but Veritas has a vendetta against the demon Dagon. He's this horrible, horrible, horrible person, um, and she wants to use Ian as bait to draw Dagon out so she can finally kill him after forty five hundred years of like this like cat and mouse game they've been playing. Um, Dagon hates her, but believes she's dead. So she kind of has the upper hand at the moment. Um, I will say one thing I did love about these books. Claps to Janine Frost. Everyone is super, super old. Um, like everyone you meet is, I, is like, I think Ian's one of the youngest. He's like 200 years old. Um, he's also a vampire, I should say, uh, just like she is. But, um... <laughs> Everyone is so old that, like, no one gives a shit about sexuality, and they're all aggressively bisexual. Like, everybody. Yes. Every single character is bisexual. It's fantastic. I love that for all of them. They're all just like, I don't know, did you date her? Okay, what about him? Oh, him too? All right. Like... It's revealed, I, I mild spoilers here, but it's revealed that one of the reasons Dagon is so pissed at Ian and took his soul, or, like, branded him so that he will get his soul when he dies, is because Dagon really, really super, super wanted to fuck Ian, and Ian was like, aha, nah, and stole something from him after oh, seducing him, no. but not letting him sleep with him, like, and then bounced out of there. <laughs> So we're just in in, in petty, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. petty mm-hmm. demon drama shit. That's iconic. I'm tra- we're talking okay. If we're talking cliches today, if we're talking tropes, fantastic, fantastic tropes that work. We're talking enemies to lovers. We're yes. talking uh, marriage of convenience. Yes. We're we're talking aggressive bisexuals. <laughs> I don't All know if them. that's I don't know if that's a trope, but you it know what? Be. I'm into it. It should be. It is now. Everyone's a bisexual. Everyone's hot. Everyone wants to fuck each other. Let's just do it. Let's just, Love that's it. the way it is. Yes. Um and then uh God, what else is there? Uh I mean like half the book, I mean, I guess you could you, you might even call it a road trip romance to a certain extent. Um, at least the first one. Um even the second one. Even the second one. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing uh, going into these. You should know that there is not graphic depictions of uh, sexual assault, but they are mentioned. Um, This world is maybe a teensy tiny bit darker than Cressley Cole's world, um, but not quite as dark as Gina Showalter, who gets really fucking dark. Like, too dark for me. Um, But, like... These people have lived through most of human history. They've seen a lot of crap, and they've experienced a lot of crap. Uh, Veritas is a woman and has experienced a lot and was vulnerable for a very long time. And and that is it's briefly mentioned. It's it's mentioned in a way that I felt was very good and very much like, oh yeah, you know who these people are, right? You know what they've been through. I didn't feel like oh. And by the way, so-and-so, you know, did this thing to me a hundred years ago or whatever. It's like, you, you you know who these people are. And you know that they've yeah. kind of dealt with their trauma. But they still need to talk about their trauma, right? Um, <clears throat> so if that is something you're sensitive to, maybe, you know, go into this with your eyes wide open, right? Um, I would also say that... Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of, like, action in these books, which is not usually my super 
dealio. Um, I might have skimmed like a little bit in the spots where it's just like <laughs> fighting for a long time because I don't really care. Um, but they're they're very good. There's also like there's cliffhangers, obviously, because these books lead one into the other. Mm-hmm. So like, luckily, a lot of these books are already out, so you can just jump straight to them. But just like, binge them, binge them yeah. all. If that's not also, something. Also, side note: is that uh, why? Uh, is that why? It, uh, another reason you like Twilight so much is because uh, the action in the first book is just not really written because yeah. Bella's like passing out. Yep. 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 yep told yep, from yep, her yep. Pers- pers- perspective. You know what's funny? Even from like, I mean, even <laughs> Cressley Cole, who has like violence in her books, there's like almost no actual action. Like mm-hmm. you rarely see it, and if you do, it's like maybe one or two scenes. Just a whisper. Um, or it's just like, oh, and then like, you know, they fought and then, okay, no, next scene. <laughs> uh, I just, it's hard for me to follow. Like, I just don't care to be like, okay, and like, who's who's attacking who? And like, yeah. what are they, are they flipping on their back to do this thing? And like, uh, like I don't really care. I don't care. Uh, I got other things I need to be doing, like reading about them smooching. <laughs> I want That's the kind of fighting that ends up with them both being quite happy at the end. Oh. I see what you did there. Mm. Naked Ooh. kind. Enemies to lovers. Mm. How many how many drinks do you have, Paige? I have water and I have this hot chocolate. It's the hot chocolate you sent me, by the way. So it has Lucky Charm marshmallows in it. Oh. Um, it, um How are we feeling? Kinda... Hold on, quick sidebar, we gotta do a review. Okay. Um It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Swiss Miss hot chocolate with a little bit of coffee in it. Um, and the marshmallows are exactly Lucky Charm marshmallows. Yep. They taste good, although when they melted from the hot chocolate, uh, it, it kind of has a gelatinous film on top and I have to keep like <laughs> stirring to dissolve it. It do. It do. It's, cut, it's nice to see the marshmallows. It's very fun. Reminds me of childhood. It's very sweet, hence why I added coffee. Um, I can't handle sweets like I used to, unfortunately. God, we're so old. I know. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I could eat like a whole packet of cookies. I, you can, Abigail can attest to that with the amount of Milano packages that have fallen from the top bunk to her bottom bunk. <laughs> a full, well, worth noting that Paige and I slept on a, on a bunk bed for like two years. Mm-hmm. As adult people. Mm-hmm. Oh god, those rappers are so loud, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh <laughs> that's a good review. <laughs> and so ends our our, our uh, hot chocolate review podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Uh, Goodbye. Um yeah, so like I I I don't know if you had any like pet peeves or anything with like what what you like to see in these elaborate urban fantasies and what you don't like what what overwhelms you uh how you like to be thrown into it, like all the information because i i was worried that i was going to jump into these and be like crushed by an info dump which mm-hmm. is what it sounds like which is essentially when like an author the first like 10 pages of their book just unleashes this deluge of of expository like dialogue and and like 
and this is how the world works, because in these past books, we also did this thing, and also these people, and this thing that you mm-hmm. missed, and also this thing, and there's the rules of the universe and everything. And it's like, <laughs> God, please, oh, God, I don't even care about these people yet. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Move on. No, I, I generally, I prefer it when um, I can experience the world with the character and learn about it with them mm-hmm. so that um, it, everything isn't dumped or like all like the history and like all the pieces of the world aren't um, put into like the first ten pages of the book, uh, like a, a more gradual learning experience, mm-hmm. um, and then like moving on to like the actual character's story. If yeah. that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. That's how I prefer it too. I I think most readers prefer to learn through the eyes of their characters and through the context of the word world they are existing mm-hmm. in. Um, I was worried because obviously this is like the fourth series in this broader series, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, am I going to get like a lot of info dumping here? <laughs> because there's a lot to explain, right? There's a lot of yeah. context I'm missing. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of context that I think most readers would miss because most readers are going to start with the newest book or newest series and not maybe not even know that there are other series out there. So they like have to account for that and explain things. That being said, Janine Frost did a fabulous job of onboarding people. Um, there was not a moment where I was like, oh, God, she's 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 explaining to me. She's explaining <laughs> what's going on to me. Um, she was very, very good at taking these concepts that are incredibly complicated and that she has developed in other books and just kind of hoping that you can follow along. Um, and you do get the context. Like, I don't know Jack about what happens in the other books. I mean, I do I do kind of know now because I've done research. But, like, when I was reading them, I only knew what, what the books were telling me that I was reading, right? And, and I didn't have trouble piecing together the broader universe of like, okay, we exist in a world where like demons make deals for souls and there's this big bad vampire council that's like not entirely bad, but also definitely not good. <laughs> and there's a lot of nuance in the world and everyone's aggressively bisexual and like, you know, and that's kind of all you need to know, right? Yeah, like, I mean, as long as you have the context clues, you can generally use common sense to understand what kind of world that you're in and of course um even if it did uh info dump in the first like chapter or or the first few like pages as long as it's written well (laughs) not one to complain i mean i don't it's i don't think the idea of like a a an info dump that's written well is kind of an oxymoron. I don't think you can do an info dump written well, <laughs> right? Like, I think inherently, if you're doing an info dump, you've already made a serious blunder. Um, there Fair are, enough. There are better ways to introduce information and to onboard your reader. Um, I've definitely put down books immediately when I've like gotten through the first five pages and been like, "Oh shit, you're trying to <laughs> this. You're 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 encyclopedia-ing me right now. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't need like." We're doing the text scroll of, of, like, the first of the Star Wars movies, right? But, like, it's going on for ten pages, and I can't freaking deal with that. Yeah, I could see where that could get, like, really old. And or, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, Ruby Dixon has a, has a huge universe, right? Mm-hmm. She has this really wide universe full of people who kind of dip in and out of each other's stories. Um, and... 
she does a thing where she does info dump. She does. But what she does is she separates it. She has a section in some of her books when it's necessary, when she feels like, oh, this one really connects to this one, right? Um, She'll put in a section at the front that says, what has come before? And she does like a little bit. It's not a glossary. It's just like three pages of like, here's a brief rundown of the things that have happened before. Yeah. And there you go. It's not, you can skip it if you want. It's not in the text. It's prior to the text. So it's not necessarily something that's going to like disrupt the flow of the story. Yeah. That, that's, that's more of what I was referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a recap or um, just a, like a, a summary. Like yeah. within the first couple pages that will not take away from the, the reader experience. But if it's part of like the actual story then that can get convoluted. Yeah. 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 But but that's that's more of what I was referring to rather than like info dumping and encyclopedying. Um, yeah. Because uh, that just goes on forever, it feels like. Do you ever fast yeah. forward from watching Star Wars? <laughs> well, we've... Mm, mm, the entire middle of The Last Jedi, we can kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Finn. Mm. Oh, we don't talk about that. Yeah. Well. I was talking more about, like, the credits. I but... know, but I'm talking about the entire <laughs> casino <laughs> heist thing. That was so In the bad. middle of a movie. It was a movie within a movie. It was a boring movie within a movie. It was. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I really like these books. You know, I... They, I've got a lot of reading to do <laughs> now. Um, and I, you know... I think that a lot of my listeners would like these books. Like, if you've listened and you've liked Crossley Cole, if you like any any sort of paranormal romance, you'll you'll like these books, even if they are like a broader, I would say, urban fantasy. Um, urban you know, fantasy. I think Janine Frost is a good. Um... <sighs> well, okay. Here's one thing I didn't mention. Janine Frost started publishing in, like, 2007, mm-hmm. right at the peak of the, like, paranormal romance craze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, right around the same time that Cressley Cole, I think Cressley Cole started publishing in, like, 2004, but, like, really hit peak popularity, I think, in, like, 2008, 2009. So, like, you know, I, Abigail, in the context of my life, uh, Abigail started reading Cressley Cole when she was 13. That was 2007. <laughs> so, like, I, I think that... Right now, we are in this, there was a wave, a huge wave of paranormal romance, and then it kind of dipped down, and right now, we're in this, like, rom-com hole, because <laughs> contemporary romance, you know, boom, uh, which is not my favorite in general. Um, it's fine, but also it's just like, you know, me... <laughs> I like a little, like a little extra spice in there. I know, uh, I know. But uh, yeah, so I feel like if you need something right now that is something different than rom-coms and has a really big backlog to get you through it until we can get to the next paranormal wave, um, A, there are a lot of indie authors out there who are publishing. They still exist. Definitely check them out. Um, but also... Janine Frost has a huge backlog. Uh, she's still publishing. Obviously, this book came out on the 22nd of February. It's fantastic. Um, 
So give it a chance. I think not a lot of people know Janine Frost. I mean, she's she's a legend. She's like been publishing for forever. She's a multi New York Times bestselling, like international bestselling author. But also, I say the name Janine Frost to like booksellers and stuff. And they're like, who? <laughs> so. Oops. Hoopst? But then again, that's not unusual because booksellers ignore romance. Um, yep. It is uh, looked over a lot. Y- yes. So, that being said, listeners, you have stuff to read now. Go read Janine Frost. She's fantastic. Uh, and yeah, that's that's about all I got today, bud. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, thank you for introducing Janine Frost. Um, her books sound really cool. I love You'd the like concept. Them. Yeah, I think I would. I love the concept of the uh, demon versus vampire. Yeah. And uh, just just everyone being hot. You want to know the, the one way you can kill a demon? I feel like it's sex related. Is it sex related? No, that would be Cressley Cole. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, the one way you can kill a demon is you have to stab them in both eyes with the bones of their brethren. So you have to, like, there's certain points <laughs> where there's, like, these really big battles <laughs> and, like, Veritas is, like, killing demons left and right, right? But her, her like, if, if you have a weapon made out of a bone, it's going to break, yeah. you know? So what she does is she'll just, like, grab a limb off of somebody she's already killed and pull oh. the bone out and just start stabbing. <laughs> God. She, uh. Yeah, it's wild. You ever, just, you ever just stab someone in the eye with a fever? And Ian's over there like, I'm so hot for you right now. <laughs> I'm so he like, horny. He like Stab watches her. Next. He looks like he, he watches her stab someone in the eye with like uh, with like a finger. And he's like, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. Oh, it did. <laughs> oh, no, oh you late. can tell because I'm naked because I'm always <laughs> naked. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you liked it. You de- you definitely like these books. They're they're fun. They've got I think a fun yeah. system. Like it's it's very. I like a limited scope. I like when it's just like yeah, okay, we're just dealing with demons and vampires, and like occasionally like a little bit of sprinkle of something else, but mostly it's just like these rules that make sense and and like it's simple mechanics. There's a little bit of magic, but like eh eh. Mostly it's just about these these bisexual disasters running around trying to break the law without getting caught. <laughs> Which is, be gay, do crimes. Be gay, do crimes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paige, what are you plugging? Uh, again, y'all, I have my own art store on Inprint. Uh, it is, uh, once again, P-A-G-E-H-U-E-S. Uh, on imprint page use and you can also find me on instagram at p-a-g-e dot h-u-e-s um check out my art and see if you like anything uh i also do commissions uh feel free to to message me about those if you're interested i will draw anything anything at all anything your heart desires i'll do it anything no restrictions i'll do it Oh, fancy. All right. Oh, also, we're approaching tax season. Please do your taxes. Oh, yeah, do your taxes. Um, okay. Uh, I guess I'm also going to do my plugs, although I kind of did those at the top. But just as a reminder, we have a Discord server. You can find the link in the description and also on my Twitter, Kingdom Thirst, a Twitter, or Abigail Kelly at Twitter. It's, you know, you know, one links to the other, my good dude. Um... 
You can find us pretty much on every platform as Kingdom Thirst. We're on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. Um, we need reviews. Do that. Do that. Please. Share with friends. You know, uh, it, it helps the podcast grow, which means we can do more cool stuff. Um, stickers. Send stickers. I will. To you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My brain's starting to misfire. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, I will send you stickers anywhere in the world for free. Send me an address either through our email, our DMs, or our contact form on the website. Also, on the website, if you use our contact form, I'm happy to read something on the podcast for you. If you have a note you wanted to send to somebody who listens, if you just want to say something to me or to one of my guests, um, obviously keep it nice. Um, but uh, I'd be happy to do that. You can submit that through our contact form. It's kingdomofthirst.com slash contact. Um, is there anything else? I don't think so. I think we're good. I think you got I think it. That's it. I think that's it. You can also just send me an email at kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, help the... Help the podcast grow. Drop a review. Drop a, um, you know, what is it? Rating. Whatever. Uh, that would help. Helps uh, recommend people to listen. And, you know, all the same. Anyway, I just want to be a famous podcaster. I can't do that unless you... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I need to go take a nap. But I can't do that. I got things I got to do. Oh, no. Anyway, this has been fun. Uh, Janine Frost, books are good. Thank you, Avon. Thank you, Janine Frost. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye.